For those of you in the mood for a podcast, I've got fantastic news. My mom is making manwich for dinner. Manwich. That means that I am downstairs in the finished basement not eating manwich and recording the podcast early. Fish B is over there. What up, Fish B? Will we get to Fish B this evening? Felons in voting. Joe Biden, Elon Musk, Jack Dorsey, Dear Uncle Bob, Kim Jong-un, Yellow Pocket Angel Eggs, whatever those are, the Duchess of Sussex, and... Oh, so much more when we get to Fish B in just a moment. But first, a couple, a mild correction from last night. I believe I opened the show talking about how just depressing that terrorist attack and the coordinated attacks in Sri Lanka were. And I had the numbers all wrong. I don't do numbers. I don't, I don't do numbers. Forgive. We'll get to that in a second. But the real number was actually 310 murdered and over... 500 injured, maimed. But then it came out today that ISIS claimed responsibility for that, and it was in direct response to the New Zealand terrorist attack on the mosques. This world becomes less safe, and I'm going to sound like, get off my lawn. I'm going to sound like the old get off my lawn guy. This world is getting less safe all the time. Are we about to play this game? Are we about to play the tit-for-tat terrorism game? Because I don't want to play. I don't want to play. If that's the recess game, I want to raise my hand and acknowledge that I don't want to play the tit-for-tat terrorist game. This scares the hell out of me. In other news, another deadline passed today. For Trump to turn over his taxes, and oh, surprise, surprise, he didn't turn over anything. People are being subpoenaed from the White House. They're just just not showing up. This is going to turn into a constant court battle between the executive branch and, you know, the legislative branch. Also, Fish B is very upset. Fish B is very upset because apparently last night there's this big award show. For everything on the internet, you know, like podcasts and stuff. But it's for everything on the internet called the Webbies. And, and for some reason, Fish B was under the impression that we were going to win a Webby, even though we weren't nominated for a Webby. And the fact that we didn't get the Webby has Fish B's Webby all in a Webby. He's feeling very Webby about the lack of Webby. So just, just, just for that. And uh, just, to, just to put F- Fish B in a good mood... And to put me in a good mood and to put you in a good mood for the remainder of this podcast, I realize we've touched upon a dark topic for sure in the terrorist tit for tat. Uh, The best line of Veep so far this season, again, Veep, the only show that's ever been on TV that's funnier than Brockmire. It is the funniest, most foul mouthed show. If you haven't just taken a few sick days and lie down and just watch Veep for a long time, you, you don't know what you're missing. You got to get on that. But, but Jonah Ryan uh, is getting taunted by getting beaten by his cousin in a presidential primary 4% to 3%. So Jonah Ryan, the outsider's insider, is, is getting lectured, and Jonah Ryan's response is, Oh, don't math me, Lloyd. Math is a plot invented by the Chinese to make smart Americans feel dumb. Some brilliant ass writing. 
That's a brilliant ass writing. Math is a plot invented by the Chinese to make smart Americans feel dumb. I, the man, Veep this week. It was a good one. It was another good one. First question, Fish B. Now that, now that once again, I'm having a gay old time. Question one. Should incarcerated felons have the right to vote? This has become a, uh, this is becoming a, an issue. Politicians are, it used to be like, of course not. If, if you are in jail, of course you can vote. And even when you get out of jail in a lot of states, you still can't vote until this last year, like Florida just changing their law. I say yes. Felons should be able to vote. They're a substantial portion of the adult community in these United States of America. We lock up more money than any country in the world. How many do we have behind bars right now? 1.6, 1.7 million? And most of them there for not that serious crimes. In the grand scheme of things. Nonviolent drug offenders and tax cheats. Most of them. But where this debate, where, where the rubber really meets the road here is, is it like for Meghan McCain and, and, and some others. Like, like you're telling me that the Boston Marathon bomber has a right to vote? That as long as you're an American citizen and you're in jail, you, you're, if you're a rapist and a murderer, you still have the right to vote? I get that argument, but this is not a black and white issue. This is 51 shades of gray. And sometimes, in the name of the greater good, you have to take a little bit of bad with that. And felons being able to vote in this country is the greater good. And you have to take a little bit of the bad with that. It's like the death penalty. The death penalty is a horrible idea because why kill someone who kills people to show that killing people is wrong? I mean, the Pope's against it, and you know I listen to everything the Pope says. I'm not that religious. Or at all. And the odds that this country has ex executed an innocent person before are 100%. 99.99999% certainty. Probably more than one. Someone was railroaded on murder charges for a crime they didn't commit and were put to death by the state. And in the name of the greater good, never making that mistake, you have to let some truly horrible people live. You don't get to kill them. 51 shades of gray issue. There is no 100% right answer. Next up, Fishby. What changes on Thursday when Biden announces? What, what changes on... Not much. Not much. And I don't even understand what's going on with Biden's announcement. Because now, allegedly and supposedly, he's announcing by video... And before he was he was going to announce and do a, an event in, in in Philly, and then an event take the train and do an event you know because he's Amtrak Joe, and then do then do something in Pittsburgh. That's how I heard he was going to unfurl this thing. 
as each day goes by, I just get the impression that more and more time has passed Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden is at home putting on his tennis outfit. He's got on his, like, like, like he's going to Wimbledon. He's got on his white shorts, his white shirt. It's tucked in. It looks nice. He's got the belt. He's got his socks. He's got his shoes. He's got a towel. He's got a water bottle. He's got a racket. He's been getting ready for a long ass time to go to this tennis match. He's been getting ready for a long time. He's been getting ready for this tennis match so long. He's going to go up and the tennis courts that he remembered aren't there anymore. There's a high rise there now, and the tennis courts are now miles away, and Joe Biden doesn't know how to get there because he doesn't have Uber on his phone. That's how I think the Joe Biden presidential run is going to go. Next, Fishby. Do you believe that Elon Musk will have a fleet of robo-Tesla taxis by the end of 2020? In a word... No. Do I believe in a future where this is absolutely possible and more than likely happening? Absolutely. This, this makes too much sense. Already in Phoenix and surrounding area, there's already like self-driving cars on the road. Like, like, like this is happening. This reality is about to smack us in the face in the next five, 10 years. But for him to have what a fleet, a fleet of, uh, of robo-Tesla taxis by the end of 2020, he, uh, he's, he's really good. Elon Musk is really good, maybe better than anyone in the history of the world, at setting very lofty goals. And then finding a way to not achieve them, but then pronounce an even loftier goal to make everyone lose sight of the fact that you didn't reach your last goal. And it seems to be just this perpetual cycle in the cult of Elon. I mean, if he was to say by 2025, I get it. I get it because they're going to do this Tesla lease program where you can't buy the car after your lease and then they're going to convert all those cars into the taxis. I get that. But Tesla's not scaled to that point yet. Tesla's not there. Elon, by the, by the, it's already April. I mean, we just had the 420 holiday. By the end of next year, by the end of 2020, no way in hell. Next question. What did President Trump and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey talk about all afternoon? Ooh, that's a, that must have been a red hot meeting. Did, uh, I didn't. I didn't see the photos from 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 the correct side. Was it was Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey? Did he wear the nose ring? If you wear the nose ring to testify before Congress, you probably wear it to the Oval Office to talk with the president. And oddly enough, the president has been on another incredible Twitter tirade that I will leave you out of it. But one of his tweets today was anti-Twitter before he met with Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey the man who's responsible for the medium that created Donald Trump as we know him today. I wonder if they talked about if Jack Dorsey wasn't born, if, if that Twitter technology is, is, is just, it's just such low hanging fruit, such right there for the taking that if Jack Dorsey and his buddy, if, if they didn't invent it, if someone else did, or if they pondered the universe like they used to do, like, if Al Gore beat George W. Bush, that Supreme Court decision, would there have been an Iraq war? And the whole, the whole world is different, right? 
Like if there was not a Jack Dorsey, like if his parents didn't copulate on that evening, are we in an entirely different world now? Did they talk about that? Or did they just talk about nose rings? Or did Jack Dorsey deliver President Trump a special award in the form of uh, a, a, a Bitcoin to be exchanged on a, on a flash drive to be exchanged later for Twitter stock? I mean, Trump's a walking commercial for Twitter. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't seen the official readout, but, but who, who, who really cares? Do you have any ideas for Kim Jong-un's summit with Vladimir Putin? Do, do, I, do I have any ideas for Kim Jong-un's summit uh, with Vladimir Putin? Um, this is all I got, and I realize it's not much, but this is all I have. A double date with Jared Kushner and Saudi Arabia's MBS. Double date. You get Kim Jong-un, you get Putin, you get Kushner, and you get MBS. And, and, and you know what that is? That, that's a two-sleeping bag, red-hot foursome. That's, a, that's what that is there. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, I have a couple random asides here. But speaking of Saudi Arabia, did you hear yesterday that uh, they, they, they have a lot of capital punishment? talking about capital punishment. Saudi Arabia is a big fan of capital punishment, and they like to round everybody up and kind of do it on one day. Yesterday, 37. The country of Saudi Arabia killed 37 people just yesterday, and one of them they crucified. Just, just for old time's sake. Our old oil buddies, our old friends, Saudi Arabia, the, on, the, on the cusp of modernity, crucified someone just yesterday. That's fun. And a random aside about Russia. I heard some intelligence pundits talking heads uh, on the television today. I don't remember what show. I believe it was Deadline White House with Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. If I had to place a guess. But they were talking how they're concerned that Russia and China are talking more closely than they have at any time over the last 40 years. And if you combine what's going on with Iran and, and, and their whole oil embargo and how we're trying to crush that country, NATO is a formidable foe. The United States, our military, yes. We have the best military of the world by far. You add NATO to it, not joking around. But I'm scared for a future where you toss Russia, China, and Iran on the same team. That's a game we should win, but that's a formidable opponent. That's another game that no one wants to play. That's the big game on the international diplomatic stage. So you have to be very careful with China. They're a prickly fucking bear. And you don't want to do anything to, you want to be tough. You want to be tough. They're a rival. They're a competitor. But you don't want to push them into Russia. Dear Uncle Bob, how do I know the difference between a rash and an STD? <laughs> dear, dear, dear Uncle Bob, how do I... Um, well, did you, did, did, did you get the rash 
right after you had unprotected sex with a stranger, then it's an STD. If if you haven't had any unprotected sex with a stranger lately, or any unprotected sex period, then it's probably a rash. Does it does it does it go away with cortisone cream? It's probably a rash. <laughs> but 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 if you. Uh, if you uh, if you think about your uh, behavior of the last few weeks and you think there's a chance it might be an STD, it's 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 uh, you know if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Next question: WTF are yellow pocket angel eggs? Yeah, WTF WTF are yellow pocket angel eggs? These are uh, well, they're deviled eggs but they're the kind of deviled eggs that people, a household that is so religious you can't mention the devil in, in any way, even when discussing his delicious, delicious eggs. You can't talk about the devil. This is, uh, this is the Duggars. They have a, they, they uh, made Instagram uh, hotter than Paleta Bola de Fuego. The Duggars, and how many kids do they have? Is it 17? It's an unacceptable amount of children. I don't know where the cutoff is, but it's before whatever number they got to. Just the fact that they're not making deviled eggs on Easter, that they're making yellow pocket angel eggs, to me, proves to the court that they're unfit parents. Next question. Yo, it's me, Ronan Farrow. Can I end NBA coach Luke Walton like now? Uh, no, Luke Walton was a, he was a star at a basketball player at the University of Arizona. Then he was in the league for a few years, kind of always came off the bench. And then he was an assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors and then took over. Then he was a coach for the Lakers, but didn't make it all the way through the year. And now he's the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. But a woman who does the local TV broadcast for the Lakers... Uh, came out uh, was it today, I think, I think today or yesterday, came out and, and accused Luke Walton of sexual assault. I'll say this right now. It is too soon for you, Ronan Farrow. Let's wait and see. I, I, I absolutely respect the woman. I absolutely res- I'm not even going to use her name because I respect her privacy. I'm not, I, I, respect, I respect the allegation. But you also have in this crazy 2019 world, you also have to respect Luke Walton. I don't know any of these people involved. I know I, I know none of them, so it might be a little too, a little, uh, too soon. I'm sorry about that, Ronan. I'm sorry. I know how you like to end careers, but we'll see. But, but NBA coach Luke Walton, he's, uh, he's on the metaphorical hot seat, just like Paleta Bola de Fuego. Is the Duchess of Sussex having a boy or a girl? The Duchess of Sussex is having a boy, and she will name that baby Robert. And one day, that baby Robert will be known throughout the world as King Bob. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Shout out. Yes, we get. When, when it's your question, you, there's no need to come. Like, we know it's you. Like, people speak better English than sound effect. Your name is in the question. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Are you sure we didn't win a Webby? Fish B, we, we, we weren't even nominated. There's podcasts that get millions of listen. We, we, live, we live in the land of the low, low, low thousands on a good night. 
on a good, that's where we lived. We are, we are, we are underground. We are, we are obscure. We desperately need help in about 15 different ways. Those, and, and frankly, we're just, we're just not good enough yet. Remember that pep talk we had down in Tijuana? How we've got to find a way to make this show three clicks better? We're, we're, not, we're not quite there yet. That's why we didn't win a Webby. Probably not next year, but maybe the year after that. We're, we're, by the time, I'll tell you what. We'll win a Webby before Elon Musk has, quote unquote, a fleet of, 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 of Teslas, of driverless Teslas on the road, just taking it around. Elon Musk talking about his world, how he just sits in his house and sleeps and plays video games while he's making buco bucks where his, where his driverless Tesla is out of it, just giving people rides. It's just, just making money for him out and about giving people rides. You would be insane to buy anything but a Tesla because, well, you're sleeping in video game and your car could be out there making money. We'll win a Webby before that reality is true. All right? I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'll bet you one American dollar, Fishby, one American dollar that, that we'll get our Webby before we'll see. We'll see. Last question, as always, belongs to Isaiah, the tiny player. And tonight Isaiah writes, is the ghost of James Brown the hardest working ghost in showbiz? Fish me, I told you you were done. I don't, I don't, um, whoo, man, is the, uh, I don't know what to do with that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, obviously. I mean, obviously, obviously, obviously. B for basically that the ghost of James Brown is the hardest working ghost in show business. Everyone knows that. Or you know what? Elvis Presley is close. Elvis Presley is close. But no, there's... Marilyn Monroe or Jesus are the hardest working ghost in show business. Either Marilyn Monroe or Jesus. Go ahead and go ahead and pick one. All right. Now Paleta Bola de Fuego, which of course is the paddle ball of fire, the grand finale. First up, big ups to uh, we're too close to the same age because John Oliver's turning 42 years old today. But but what he's he's short of a hero in the way that like Letterman or Stern is. But still, John Oliver, his show is so good every week. Like him and his team, and I bet he's a great dad, and like a nice husband, and like a nice dog owner too. Like he's, like John Oliver seems like he's forty two. I hope he's having a good one. His show is amazing. If his show is on the internet, I mean, he wins Emmys for God's sakes. Forget about Webby's. Uh, the UK arrested 1,065 climate protesters last week. They're doing it for Earth Day over in the United Kingdom. Kendall Jenner is making moves in the oral beauty business. I don't even know what that means. I just, I just kind of like the headline. I'm going to read it again. Kendall Jenner is making moves in the oral beauty business. A Pennsylvania woman died after a workplace accident with a meat grinder. I didn't read the rest of the story. I didn't want to, but I thought the headline was worth passing along. Cardi B's husband, offset, you know, of the Migos. He got a gun charge in Georgia, but the good news is he's in Georgia. Should be all right. And lastly, to the limited edition makers, and this is just for my friends on the East Coast around New England, but the IPA Cookie Puss Beer is coming back, and... 
I've named a lot of shit in my time. I've named a lot of things. Let's be honest. Cookie Puss Beer might be the greatest named thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, you just gotta, you just, you just gotta tip your hat. You just, and sometimes you just, you just kind of gotta bow down and, and, just, and just, just give a nod. Sometimes you just, you just give a nod to something so genius as Cookie Puss Beer. And remember, math is a plot invented by the Chinese to make smart Americans feel dumb. And that, my friends, is the show for this evening. Thank you so much for hanging out. You are the best. Assuming no one dies, uh, we'll all be back here tomorrow. Until then, remember that I love you. Life is short. Be as good as each other. Blah, 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 bl